Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, friends. The Global Chatter is currently on hiatus as we're getting ready for our upcoming season. However, in the interim, we've got some great bonus content from some of our most recent episodes, like the one you're about to listen to now. Check them all out, as well as some of our earlier episodes, so you can get caught up. And as always, you can stop by theblackexpat.com to see what we're up to. Thanks for listening. All right, Kevin. So here's a real interesting thing I was just thinking about as you were talking. Do you think that when someone looks at their black identity, like, does it does it look different depending on where their blackness comes from? So, for example, the perspective of someone that maybe is black and was born in France and maybe their first, second generation born in France versus maybe an individual who's black and just came from sub-Saharan Africa or came from the islands or came from somewhere else. Do you see like even a difference in terms of how they see their blackness, especially in France? Yes, I, I think that there are, there are lots of differences and nuances and that's even the reason why it is sometimes difficult to talk about one black community uh, in France. There's the question of the of the space and the question of the time. You were talking about the different, like if you are first generation, second generation, it's not going to be the same. But there's also where do you get your blackness from geographically? Um, you have lots of people who before thinking themselves as a black person, they would see themselves as a a Senegalese French person, which is not the same as a Cameroonian French person. Plus, you have the opposition or the division, mm. Caribbean versus Africa, which carries a lot of ideas of oppositions, decades and even 100 years ago of misinformation between the two sides of the Atlantic Ocean. Um, there's also the, the, mm-hmm. the question of your of your legal status. Um, how did you become French? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you French because you are from a French territory like Martinique, who has been French for 400 years? Or are you French because your parents, right before the independence of this African country, decided to move to France? Or uh, were you born in mm. Mali and did you come here? Are you... Uh, are you do you have the French, uh, I, uh, the French uh, citizenship or not? So th- there are lots of question marks that make it very difficult to talk about one black community uh, in, in France to, to the point that even the idea of noir, of black, is sometimes rejected by black people themselves who tell you black is something, mm. a word that Europeans used on captives in the new world when they were stripped of their culture and their identity, I am a proud member of this African tribe. I'm not a black man. This is something mm-hmm. I already heard mm-hmm. before. 
I have also respect mm -hmm. uh, that that point of view. It's not mine. I'm I'm, I'm a black person. I was mm -hmm. racialized uh, in, in a way. So <laughs> be, being from from uh, from uh, a Caribbean uh, uh, island is it's it's difficult to reject the the concept of of race or racial categories or something like mm -hmm. that. I wanted to also add something else is if you, if you consider, yeah, for instance, uh, a black Caribbean identity, we also have, uh, and it's something that comes from colonialism. We have a lot of subcategories where you would call that colorism uh, in America, but some uh, light-skinned black people from the Caribbean don't want to be called noir because that's not what they are. They don't want to be included uh, in the same categories of sub-Saharan Africans, for instance. So it's, 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 it's very complex. So do you think that, um, cause I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm just fascinated by the way people think depending on when their families immigrated. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, do you find in the work that you do, like that division of who even sees themselves as black French versus someone who's just come, do you see that there's, do you see that if there's tension between black people who've been in France for a long time versus the black people who just came, do you see that any kind of tension between those two groups? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and the, the tension is still to be related with the concept of le bled that I was talking about later, because for instance, if you, if you grew up, uh, outside of France, and then you move to France when you when you're a student or a young adult to study to work. Uh, you're going to say, okay, at least I know my origins. I know where I'm from. I'm not like these black people born in France who have no idea of their culture and they are just being, mm. you know, they don't have an identity. They are they they have been whitewashed by uh, by I don't know Western culture. Whereas I grew up in Senegal. I grew up in Martinique. I grew up uh, in in another place. Therefore, mm -hmm. I know more about my culture than these poor uh, black people uh, born here. Uh, so, so yeah, there, 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 there is that. And on the other side, there might be some some sort of, uh, uh, um, I would say, um, uh, oh, <laughs> I forgot the word, uh, a very, uh, let's say, um, patronizing uh, uh, tone, mm -hmm. uh, look at uh, someone who's just recently... Mm -hmm. Uh, arrived in France because they have an accent, because they have different manners, or um, yeah, they are different. Uh, so they are not very adjusted to uh, uh, like a, a modern urban life. So that would be another type of stereotype uh, about about uh, mm -hmm. newcomers. And then let's let's take this even the other way. Do you, in your work, do you see maybe Black Americans and Black Canadians maybe treated differently than maybe some other Black groups that might immigrate or visit or whatever? So, so that's that's the big deal, and th this is um, <laughs> like uh, 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 someone like Josephine Baker, who was uh, uh, an, an American celebrity who spent fifty years in France, who is uh, like a French icon. She was a black woman. She became this sort of first black icon, and she's really um, respected and mentioned a lot in black culture. 
there are a lot of black French people who say enough with Josephine Baker, enough with these African-American celebrities that came to France were welcome and now are used as a way to say, look, France was really nice to James Baldwin and Josephine Baker. Therefore, France cannot be racist. It's America who's racist. And uh, and younger black French people all say we can't take it anymore to the point that African Americans have a special position when they come to France because when they come they they would have the the American the American prestige uh, surrounding them mm-hmm. um, and so they are not being treated like someone from. Ivory Coast or someone from Guadeloupe, mm-hmm. obviously. So, so there is that. And I actually, actually, um, African American intellectuals were in Paris. Someone like James Baldwin was aware of that. Uh, uh, to to aware right. of the fact that he was being treated differently than someone who was from a French uh, colonial territory. And I think it's so important that we be aware of privilege, right? Because <laughs> I have this conversation all the time with black people from different parts of the world. And I go, let's, let's not pretend if you've got a, if you've got a Western passport and you're black, there's already a privilege. Huh. If you have a North American passport, right. You, yeah. you may not be privileged all the time in the U S but let's not front. You aren't getting always the same treatment that the black people in that country are getting. And so I, that's what I thought was interesting this summer, watching the protest in France, you know, in Paris and then the big cities was that, you know, I was talking to folks and saying, this isn't even just about George Floyd, right? George Floyd was the spark, but look at the stories that are coming out of France, right? Because brutality and discrimination. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there. I, I I had the same exact conversation and said, the French have their black French people have their own list of names. Brown French people have their own list of names, right? Yeah. So as much as we talk about Trayvon Martin, there are stories out of France you haven't heard of, because you know, but they're there. And so, yeah, I I, I like I like I'm I'm very encouraged. I know maybe I'm on the minority, but I'm encouraged. I like hearing the fact that there are French people, black French folks who are like, let's elevate our own black French people (laughs) and their stories. And, and so let's, let's take it, you know, uh, let's take it to another angle. Um, because you brought up, you know, the, 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 the relationship between the U S and Canada sort of. So France, France being, of course, having Belgium next by next door, which also has a at least partial French identity. Do you see the differences actually between kind of, and I know black French is such this big term, but even like black French versus a black Belgian experience. Do you even see those differences? I think I do. So three years ago, I, I have one of my best friends who live in Brussels for years now. So it's a city I like. I go to Brussels a couple of times every year. And maybe two or three years ago, I went to a tour uh, of the Congolese colonial history of Brussels. 
and it was it was uh, led by a, a, a Togolese uh, young man uh, named Calvin Suarez. Oh wow! And, uh, oh, wow. and Calvin, no, Calvin is not a tour guide anymore. He's a Belgian congressman, so that really humbles me. <laughs> you know, like he's not a tour guide anymore. He's a politician now. But back then, he gave an he's excellent. He's a politician tour. now. <laughs> he's a politician now. But before starting the tour, he said something that blew my mind. When he started the tour as a sort of a preface, he said, "You know, this is." Belgium, this is not France. So black people are not as visible in Belgium as they are in France. We don't have uh, such an old and deep presence of black people in Belgium as in France. And it blew my mind because most of the time when wow. I started with African-Americans, I say, okay, this is France. This is not America. We don't have an old presence of black people <laughs> in France. Like, what is this? What is this? And, and so something to me that was, that was similar is a difficulty to uh, cope with the colonial past. Uh, Belgium is mm. widely mm-hmm. seen as a, uh, as a nice country of non-threatening, funny Belgian hmm. people. And, and they are. <laughs> it's a very welcoming country. You go there, you always have a good time. But when you look at their colonial past, the story of Leopold II uh, in, Co- in Congo, it's oh like... It, it's atrocious. Your, it's atrocious. Like, <laughs> how, did, how could you? And, and so, so you have this sort of uh, smiley and dark side of, of, of the country. Right. That reminds me a little bit of France uh, at the same time. <laughs> but also, I think Belgium is a little bit more humble than France. So they do not have this sort of political arrogant uh, discourse telling you that Belgium is the best political experiment ever (laughs) and whoever challenges uh, (laughs) anything about it is an enemy of our political system. I don't think Belgium is that stubborn and dogmatic about their their policy when it comes to uh, ethnic statistics and diversity in religion, multiculturalism, uh, speaking different languages. I think Belgians are a little bit more open, less arrogant than France was like, we're the best. And uh, if you don't agree, we're the best. You're just being uh, influenced by <laughs> Anglo-Saxon propaganda. Yeah, because Anglo-Saxon is the world that we use in France to put all the Canadians, all the Americans, all the British, all the Australians in the same bag it's the anglo-saxon countries so if you say anything like that it's anglo-saxon propaganda belgium is not like that belgium is not (laughs) so what you're saying is france is the dj Khaled. we the best (laughs) we the best (laughs) yeah yeah so This past election uh, in America, people were talking about American exceptionalism. Uh, and anyway, in, in our political I mean. discussion here, there's, there's French exceptionalism uh, in, in politics. Like, we invented freedom <laughs> and we're the country of human rights. And yeah. Uh, you know, I laugh as an American because I say it's only because our media is loud that the rest of you get to hear all of this. Because I think we would hear the we would hear the French version. Honestly, if most of us just spoke French. <laughs> That's yeah, just yeah, it's just because yeah. we don't speak French. <laughs> but, 
but and so I, I mean just for comparison's sake I'm imagining that the that the French pop the sorry the black population in Belgium is going to be smaller than it is in France just because France is a bigger country does that sound about right yes I would say so yeah but but in, yeah. but in proportions, so, I, I don't I don't know about proportions. I know that Brussels actually has a very important uh, Afro population, uh, Afro descent yeah. population. Yeah. And so, um, so I, I I'm all, I've been interested in this term for a while, and so I always ask Black folks who live in Europe about it. Do 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 Black French folks pe- folks see themselves? And I don't know. You can't necessarily speak for Belgium, but. This concept of Afropean, is that even a term that's used? Is there a is there an Afro-French, Afro-Francais, you know, Afro-Belgique? Like is there a, a Belgian? Is there a, is there a sense of wanting to claim some of that identity for some folks, if not everyone? Um, there's there's not if if you talk about France, there's not one word that makes everybody happy. Uh, for quite a long time in media, in daily life, people would use the word black uh, in in French, not noir, but black. And it's you mean in English? Would, oh, actual black, black French. They would say les blacks. Okay. Because <laughs> okay, using, really, yeah, yeah, using the English word <laughs> would make it. I don't know, less real. <laughs> Let's call them les blacks, and then it's all good. <laughs> Uh, these past years, okay. there, there, there has been people, um, um, black people in France saying, no, 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 we want to be called Les Noirs. And actually on the NPR, there mm-hmm. was a, an episode of a podcast. Uh, the episode is named We Don't Say That. And it's a, a, a black American guy who goes to France and he speaks French and he realized that French people don't want to say noir, they want to say black. And so he, he does a whole investigation on why French people cannot say noir. But it, it is changing nowadays. There are white people who dare to say the word noir, but it's it, not everybody is on board. Uh, and the word Afropean, Afropean, uh, it is real. Uh, I have met with a guy, a British guy named Johnny Pitts. He wrote a book named Afropean, yep. and he's a British journalist. He does an amazing work. Uh, but yep. I think it's, it's, it's a very smart word, but for now... It is. It sounds a little bit academic. Uh, I don't see. I don't see young mm. Afropeans calling them that. I don't hear mm-hmm. a young, uh, a young French rapper saying, "I am an Afropean." It's more mm-hmm. like in debates mm-hmm. and in maybe in some media or among uh, scholars, but but it's not mainstream yet. Is what I'm trying to say. And so what to so for those who want to denote the black part what do they say do they do they still use le black or do, are they really going towards the le noir like what are you hearing in music In music you would hear renoir a lot a lot which is renoir is you know we mm-hmm. have verlan uh, backwards slang so it's noir backwards so it's renoir you would hear that a lot you would hear uh, negro which is like nega like uh, but like in a more urban mm-hmm. uh, less racist uh way <laughs> right. uh and, and yeah that that that's about it that's what you would hear uh, negro or renoir in in, in in lyrics i think it the part that's just amazing to me is that i never considered that y'all would even be using the english word <laughs> 
<laughs> especially being so French. Like I would never have thought <laughs> that's that. I'm like, why can't you say it in French if you could say it in English? Well, but that, that, I, that, I would have never considered that. When, when we are a country so obsessed with making people speaking French properly, I don't understand why white French people would not say noir <laughs> and they would use the English word. But <laughs> the, the idea behind it is actually. Uh, so the, 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 what I found is in the 1980s, in the 1990s, the first uh, images of positive young black people were African-Americans. So everybody mm-hmm. who looked like them became les black. Mm. Uh, it's, it's in, in the mm. wake of Will Smith <laughs> that we all became les black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say, I've been doing a bunch of interviews with people, black people around the world. Can I tell you, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air touched everybody, apparently, who was black around the planet. (laughs) I was talking with folks about how I grew up, when I was growing up in Yaoundé, and somebody else was growing up somewhere else in Africa. They were like, oh my God, Fresh Prince, though, that was the show. Everybody in the 90s, if you're a certain age, you just remember Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, whether you spoke English or not. White Europeans wanted to become black kids. Uh, I on, on the podcast <laughs> on the podcast, uh, Le Chip, we had the man who does the voiceover of Will Smith in the 1990s, <laughs> and so he has, when you, if you're French and you hear the guy, he is Will Smith. So he was on the show, and it <laughs> that's was such a blast. That was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> Uh, just out of curiosity, was he black or white or something else? He's, 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 he's a black man from uh, Guadeloupe. Okay. <laughs> I was just saying, <laughs> it would have been really funny if it was an old white man that was, <laughs> that was doing his voice in French. No, no, thank God he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a black man. <laughs> So I, I guess what we've what we've mostly learned from the podcast here is that Fresh Prince unites black people around the world. <laughs> I think so. It is good for the blacks. <laughs> it's good for the blacks. All right. On that note, we're gonna hop out. Thank you again, Kevin. <laughs> Let me stop recording now. <laughs> The Global Chatter from the Black Expat is hosted by me, Amanda Bates. It is executive produced by Justin Williams. You can find all episodes of The Global Chatter on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.